0: Welcome back to Get Your Shit Together. I am your host, Belen, and I am so excited for today's episode. I have on Tina Anderson, who is the founder and CEO of Just Thrive Health. She is a pillar of wisdom, a probiotic expert, and we get into all things about our guts. We talk about the importance of taking a probiotic, the brain and gut connection, and what we're doing every day that isn't serving our gut. She is incredible, insightful, and just really was such a joyful conversation to have. A little bit about Tina. She is the co-founder and CEO of Just Thrive. Just Thrive is a supplement company that focuses on gut health. You can find Just Thrive on justthrivehealth.com and in over a thousand retailers. I also have a discount code for you guys. If you go to justthrivehealth.com slash Belen, you can get 15% off on your order. I'm obsessed with their probiotic. Fiona's obsessed with their pet probiotic and they just have an incredible amount of knowledge and information on their website. Of course, in addition to their incredible supplements without further ado, please meet Tina Anderson. Everyone, please a warm welcome to Tina Anderson, the founder of Just Thrive. Hi, Tina. Hi, Belen. So excited to be here with you. I am so excited. I have 5,000 questions and I'm just like, I am so thrilled to have such a incredible conversation with you about the gut and probiotics, the importance. So why don't we start off with you telling me a little bit about yourself and where Just Thrive came from? Sure.
1: Yeah, I have an interesting story, kind of, uh, career-wise. I started out my career in litigation. So um, I was an attorney. I am still an attorney, but I was in litigation for many years. And um, just worked crazy hours and I started to have a family and that was not a great mix of working crazy hours and having children. And so I was able to segue into a family pharmaceutical business where I was able to work much better hours and still be able to be a mom and be home with the kids. Um, but, you know, still utilize my legal career and all that. So it was great. And I loved it. I loved being in that industry because I felt like I was, you know, delivering life-saving, h- helping be a part of a mission of delivering life-saving medications to people. And you just kind of felt good about that. But unfortunately, after being in the industry for a while, my husband was in the industry as well in the same business. And, um, he, you know, we started to notice a lot of the abuses in the industry. We started right. noticing the over-prescribing of medications, um, the, you know, just this, this whole like pressure of just putting people on medications and not getting to the root cause of the problem. And so um, we had decided that we really wanted to do something that was more in line with who we are and the way we lived our lives. And so we decided to get into like, start learning and researching about um, the natural health space, which we were super entrenched in ourselves with our own kids. Um, And so um, through, I'm telling you, being like at the right place at the right time, a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation, all of those things, we were able to license these incredible probiotic strains from London University. And um, we were disruptors in a market that was already saturated with a certain type of probiotic strain. And so we brought an incredibly different and more effective new category of probiotics to the market. Um, And that's where... Just Thrive was born. It was literally, it's been the best career journey I've ever been on by far.
0: Amazing. It's really wild that you were, I mean, that you are an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> and which is so inspiring. Cause I feel like, you know, you really can change career paths at any point, especially when there's so much passion behind it, you know, and from what it sounds like, clearly there was so much passion behind it. I have 50,000 follow-up questions for this. So Obviously, coming from the pharmaceutical background, like you said, like they are not getting to the root problem. And obviously, the gut is the root of everything. I, right. And I've, I've always known this and been passionate about it. And, you know, I've been very fortunate that I haven't had to be on antibiotics really kind of ever in my life. And I always have been very like I don't want to get on it if I don't have to cuz I know the damage that it does to our gut. Mm-hmm. And I was also really fortunate like growing up my mom was always very present if if anything was going on with me even in my teenage years and you know I've suffered personally from anxiety my whole life. And you know so many times doctors would try to prescribe me things and my mom was like no it's going to destroy like her her gut. Mm-hmm. And so one of the follow-up questions I have for you is the importance of of gut health and why it is the core of our overall health and basically the foundation.
1: Yeah, first of all, kudos to your mom because that is I amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just think it's so – and just to back up about the whole thing about, you know, the pharmaceutical industry that's focusing on, you know, they're basically – Focusing on treating symptoms. People right. aren't, fo- and there's a place for pharmaceuticals. I mean, obviously, they deliver life saving medications. You have uh, situations where people have acute issues where maybe they need a pharmaceutical. You know, an, an antibiotic is a perfect example. I mean, at the end of the day, they're over prescribed, but sometimes they save lives. So I'm not suggesting that we should never be on a pharmaceutical, but we really have to think long and hard about it and look at that your mom was able to. You know, save you from that and has probably helped you so much with supporting your gut health by now because antibiotics are the most offensive thing to our gut health out of any of the medications out there. So, um, so that's a really important point. But yeah, and then just to kind of answer your question about the gut, it, really our gut is responsible for virtually every aspect of our overall health and wow. that is so worth saying over and over and over again because people just don't understand that, you know it, it they're starting to understand it but it's really hard to to like grasp our heads or you know get our heads around that because basically our gut we always associated with like Gas or bloating or constipation or diarrhea, you know, digestive issues. You think, oh, well, my gut is fine because I don't have any gas or bloating or diarrhea and constipation. But really, our gut is di- and and certainly our gut is dictating those aspects of our health, our digestive health, absolutely. But our gut is dictating so many other aspects of our health, from our mental health, our mood, from you know, autoimmune issues to skin rashes to. Um, are the way that we handle stress. Um, you know, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, all of those things are associated with an imbalance of our gut. So it's really hard to find any non-communicable disease that's not associated with some type of imbalance in our gut. And that is really important for people to like understand. So yes, you if you have, and we see this all the time, people will maybe get to come to the probiotic because they've been, you know, have some gas or bloating. So they start taking it and then they're like, God, I'm sleeping better or, you know, I've lost a little bit of weight. Is that supposed to happen? You know, and it's like, it's amazing when you start to fix your gut, how all these other things in your health start to fall into place. So it's, it's really hard to find any condition that's not associated with the health of our gut. And unfortunately the world we live in is so offensive to our gut. You know, we have to, we are 10 times more bacterial cells than we are human cells. So 10 times more bacteria than human. It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> wow! I, I know. And yet we do all these things that are so offensive to our gut our bacteria that are living in and on us, you know, from antibacterial hand soaps to antibacterial hand sanitizers, to antibiotics that we take, to the stress that we have on our daily basis that is really wreaking havoc on our gut, um, to household cleaners that we're using. There's a study that showed that Um, kids who were in a home that um, used household cleaners that says kills 99.99% of the bacteria actually have a higher incidence of allergies and autoimmune issues. So, um, you know, all of these things, this world we live in is so offensive to our gut health. And yet it's our gut that's dictating how healthy or unhealthy we are. So, um, and the good news is that there are things we could do to heal our gut and there are things we could do to focus on our gut. So I'm not going to play paint a totally bleak picture, but, um, we really do have to be focusing on our gut health.
0: I obviously could not agree more. I have been such a firm believer that everything comes from our gut and a a little bit like about my gut journey is I right in college, I started having crazy gut issues. Like I had SIBO, I had a leaky gut and it was, you know, I was I've been thin my whole life, but I had, I literally looked like I was like five months pregnant. Like oh. my stomach, I, I look back at photos and I'm like, this is so crazy. And by the way, I thought it was normal.
1: Um, I was like, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm bloated. Mm-hmm. This is just normal. Like I, I would drink water and my stomach would just protrude. And I, I mean, I tried everything. I went to like nutritionist allergist cut everything out and no, I, no one told me to take a probiotic. No one. It was like, take this, take that. And it. it for, for years, I still kind of struggle with gut issues even right now. Um, I feel like I'm much more knowledgeable of it and have really truly made the correlation of the brain and gut connection and how they speak to each other. Like, yep. And being a nervous person, I go into fight or flight. So immediately it's like if something bad happens. My gut shuts off. It's... No. Crazy yeah. and and terrible because my gut is constantly like un, unsettled and obviously as I've gotten older and you know I practice meditation I, I've gotten a little bit more control and rein on my gut but so much of it is not taken care of especially by these people that we're going to and these doctors and no one telling us hey it's 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 as simple as a probiotic yeah
1: yeah it is it's it's crazy that nobody's talking about it it just it always blows my mind that they're not talking about your gut health when you're talking we were talking about like anxiety or depression or different we know that the gut is sending signals to the brain And the brain is sending signals to the gut. I mean, this is proven. There's something called the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is the largest nerve in the body. We call it the communication superhighway because it's sending signals back and forth to each other all the time. We all know, we've all experienced butterflies in our stomach when we're excited. You know, that is our brain speaking to our gut. And, you know, we all have times where we're like, oh, really nervous about something. You kind of have to go to the bathroom more. I mean, these are sending signals to each other. And now also the gut is sending signals signals back to the brain. So when our gut is unhealthy, it's sending those signals back to the brain. And when our brain is, you know, when we're stressed out, those we're sending signals to our gut. So, um, it's really important. And, and the other thing to remember too, is that serotonin, which is the happy hormone, mm-hmm. 90% of our serotonin is produced in our gut. Everybody has thought that the serotonin wow. is produced in the brain. 90% is produced in the gut. Dopamine is produced in the gut. GABA, which is the calming hormone, is produced in the gut. So it's really all of these, a lot of these uh, mental health issues and mood disorders are really all stemming from the gut. For years, psychiatrists have had their hands tied with using like anti-anxiety meds and SSRIs for depression when and they were focusing on the brain. Really, the problem and the reason they haven't had a whole lot of success with it for the last 40 years is because they've been looking at the wrong place. We need to be looking at our gut and we need to be focusing on our gut and how that impacts the brain as well as all other aspects of our health.
0: Of course, sure. What is your opinion on that? Like, why do you think, you know, just from your experience and your profession, why is no one talking about the gut and the importance of our gut? And that is, like you said, it is stemming so so much of fear and depression and anxiety, especially these past two years mm-hmm. that we were home and this fear that was, you know, yeah. we were consuming it and you know in the beginning i was guilty of it too i was scared i was nervous i i remember going to the grocery store and i i mean i looked like i was going into surgery yeah. like i <laughs> my, know my husband and i look back and i'm like that was so crazy like we were fully in contagion the movie yeah exactly. and, <laughs> literally and but no one was talking about our guts and and I like to think I'm so fortunate and lucky that I've always been very like, we should take probiotics, we should be eating kimchi, we should be doing all these things, but I'm going to go ahead and and say it. Most people are not aware of this.
1: Right. And and 80% of our immune system is found in our gut lining. I mean, there is no, our immune system ceases to function if we do not have a healthy microbiome. So we need our, in order for our immune cells, our natural killer cells, our dendritic cells, all these important immune cells to even function, we, the gut microbiome, the bacteria in our gut is sending those signals to our immune cells. So it was baffling to me that nobody's talking about the gut. I mean, it was baffling to me for so long that nobody was talking about vitamin D even, you know? I mean, a hundred percent. It's like, it's, it's just, it's unbelievable. I mean, because, and you asked me why. I mean, I don't know. That's why I'm in this profession, why I'm doing what I'm doing, why we left the pharmaceutical industry, because there are so many abuses. There's so many other agendas out there. And so we decided to do something instead of complaining about it. Let's just get into an industry that's really doing something and try to empower people. I mean, that's one of the core mission or core values of our company is to empower people. I'm so passionate about that. And that's why I so appreciate opportunities like this to be on podcasts like yours and appreciate your platform, because it is so important that we educate ourselves. And empower ourselves. So then, we go to the doctor. We know what we're asking for. But how in the world can we be talking about the immune system and not be talking about gut health? I have no idea. I mean, I have no idea because it is where it stems. Eighty percent of our immune system is found in our gut lining, and and when our gut is not healthy, our immune system is not op- functioning at an optimal level.
0: Totally. It's it's beyond. I mean, we have to be our own advocates for everything. Yeah. And you know for me, I just, in this day and age, it was so crazy when the pandemic started because it was like, be indoors. Don't be in the sun. Don't do this. Don't do that. And it's like, those are all the things we need to be doing. We actually need to be outdoors and touching things and being in dirt and like being on airplanes as, you know, like as gross as it is to travel, but like, that's keeping our immune systems really strong. And, you know, I, I, I always joke with my husband, like I'm like a horse. I knock on wood. I really don't get sick. I really, Mm -hmm. I I never got COVID. Neither has my husband and yeah. I, and I credit so much, of course, to my parents. You know, I, my mom's Italian, my dad's Spanish, European, very like my mom is like very very old school in the sense. And you know, it was like, you went outside, you played all day. We ate whole foods. We, did all the correct things that we were supposed to be doing, being around community, being around nature. And my parents let us explore, you know, they were not like, and I'm not a parent, so I'm not speaking on anyone, but I feel like today everything is so don't do this. Don't do that. Don't eat that. Like there's so much that I didn't have growing up, but I'm sure you didn't have growing up. And it's just like, it's almost like we're destroying our immune systems every day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I couldn't agree more. I'm a
1: first generation Serbian. I was born to Serbian immigrant parents and we were all about nature. You know, my mom was always cooking and my mom breastfed when it was like, you know, when you shouldn't have been breastfeeding back in the day and, or, you know you should have been, but you know, it wasn't cool to do it. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, and then that was through, through the whole pandemic too. I was just like, I was just applying common sense. I mean, I stopped kind of watching the news. I'm like, I, you know, I was just all about like, just common sense. Like what makes the most sense to me and doing my own research and doing my own and and empowering myself. Like I've said about everything, just, we need to be empowering ourselves. We're doing all these things that are so counterintuitive to our immune system. Like you said, staying indoors, not getting the sun, you know, using hand sanitizer. I mean, the hand sanitizer is the bacteria. It's killing our microbes that are living in and on us, which is literally our bacteria is what's helping our immune system fight. So, it's um, it, it, it is been it's been baffling to me. But you know, it's I, I t- you ask me why, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just I, all I'm going to do is try to you know, educate, do what I can in my circle to try to spread the word about, you know, empowering yourself and making your own decisions based on your own knowledge and what makes sense to you from a common sense perspective.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like I said, I have a a lot of questions, but one of the first questions I want to ask you is, Well, one, can you talk about a leaky gut? So for those who don't know what a leaky gut is and the follow-up with that is, can a leaky gut cause depression, anxiety, stress, and fear?
1: Yes. Okay. So leaky gut is basically the, it's easy because it sounds exactly like what it is. So it's basically your intestinal cell wall. You have this intestinal cell wall that protects everything that like you digest and, you know, goes into your stomach and your intestines and it keeps it out of your bloodstream. It only takes the stuff that it needs, the nutrients that it needs, but it's not taking all the other stuff. We don't want food particles to be in our bloodstream. We don't want these certain LPS toxins in our bloodstream. These LPS toxins, that stands for lipopolysaccharides, um, saccharide toxins, they are found in our gut, and um, they're not really problematic until they seep into the bloodstream. So it's really important that we keep the integrity of that cell wall um, and when we don't, that's called a leaky gut. It's basically like we get holes in that intestinal cell wall and particles start to seep into the bloodstream. When these particles seep into the bloodstream, our immune system is like, Oh my God, there's an invader and starts to have this, you know, inflammatory response and this, um, immune, uh, this autoimmune response. A lot of times people will start getting autoimmune diseases from this. And that's why if you have an autoimmune disease, you pretty much you know guarantee to have a leaky gut cuz that's what that that's what's happening there. So leakiness of the gut is just what exactly what it sounds like your your intestinal cell lining has holes in it and particles that you know kale is really healthy for you spinach is healthy for you you don't it's not healthy in your bloodstream. Um you know these LPS toxins that are found in our gut they start seeping into our bloodstream and they cause they wreak havoc in our in our whole body. And and yes to answer your question about anxiety, depression, um, all of those types of conditions, absolutely the leakiness of the gut is responsible for that. Because what happens is the LPS toxins, when they seep into your bloodstream, they cause this inflammatory response. That inflammation could go to the brain, it could go to the heart, it could go to another organ. But um, we found that a lot of times it does go to the brain and that's why people are, that's one major cause of brain inflammation is this leakiness of the gut, the LPS toxin seeping into the bloodstream and going up to
0: the brain. Wow, that's very disturbing. Yes, very <laughs> and disturbing. And it's, I I mean, would you say there's a good amount of people walking around every day with a leaky gut and they're not aware?
1: Mm-hmm, yes, great question. Um, yes, because we actually did a double-blind human clinical trial on leaky gut. So what really sets us apart a lot from a lot of companies out there is that we actually do double blind human clinical trials on our finished formulation. That's almost unheard of in the supplement space, but we came from pharma. We knew about these double blind human clinical trials, but you, and you saw like kind of people would be like, Oh, supplements, they're just snake oil. And people had kind of like a bad feeling. I don't think they do as much ever since the pandemic. I think people are realizing I got to take control of my health right now. For and this sure. is a great way to do it. Um, so we just basically, um, we, we do double-blind human clinical trials on our formulation, which is, again, unheard of. And so one of the first studies that we did was, we first did a gastric survivability study that showed um, that our sur- strains actually survived, and I could go into that later. But one of the next studies we did was a uh, le- double-blind human clinical trial on leaky gut. And that study was done on college students. And these college students, they took 100 college students, 55% of them had a leaky gut and didn't know it. Oh so um, they estimate that 80% of the adult population has a leaky gut and doesn't know it. And so people will say, you know, well, I feel fine. Everything's fine. But um, what happens is it's like a drippy faucet. So right. we know that like every time you, a little particles seep into your bloodstream a little bit more, a little bit more, and you know, it's fine. You're not having any symptoms, but one day all of a sudden you develop an autoimmune disease. Or one day you all of a sudden develop, you know, uh, or, you know, skin rashes. A skin rash is another big indication you've got some gut dysbiosis going on. Um, all of a sudden you develop anxiety and depression. This is all because you're, you know, these LPS toxins are seeping into your bloodstream. So, um, yes, there is a huge correlation between leaky gut and anxiety and depression. Which and makes- Alzheimer's, too. I mean, Alzheimer's dementia. There was a study, I'm sorry to interrupt, um, no. Alzheimer's said... Um, there was a study in 2017 said the number one driver of Alzheimer's is LPS toxins in your bloodstream. So um, you know from everything.
0: And there's there isn't a way to test this, like meaning I could go just get a test and see, right? Because I've never heard of somebody saying, "Oh, I'm going to take a leaky gut test."
1: Right. No, there's not. It's only really done in the clinical um, setting, the research setting. Um, You can't really go to Quest or LabCorp to, you know, figure that, figure out if you have it. But we always say, assume you do. I mean, 80% of the adult population has a leaky gut. You know, like I said, we're doing all these things, you know, like I said, antibiotics, not just that we take, you know, we, a lot of us know not to take antibiotics, but antibiotics that we take, but antibiotics that are in our food supply. Um, Glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Roundup. So Roundup is sprayed all over our produce. So that is so offensive to our gut, almost arguably more offensive to our gut than even antibiotics because the antibiotics are killing the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. The glyphosate, which is again in Roundup, it's only targeting the good bacteria. So it's only killing our good bacteria in our gut. So um, this world we're living in is so offensive to our gut lining, the stress, sugar, alcohol, cleaning products, household products that we're using. Unfortunately, we are really, you know, uh, uh, destroying our guts on a daily basis. And most of us probably do have a leaky gut.
0: Wow. So I have two questions. One, I, I, I don't know if you'll relate to this, but... Anytime I'm in Europe, I'm thriving. My stomach's great. I'm eating dairy. I'm eating croissants for breakfast. Life's, life's grand. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and by the way, I usually lose a couple pounds. And then I come back and I feel like garbage most of the time. And I'm obviously buying organic. I'm doing all the things. I'm going to my farmer's market, you know. Uh, we recently moved to Texas last year, but before that we were in California and we gardened and we grew some of our like vegetables, but it was never quite the same when we were in Europe. So Mm -hmm. can you, can you talk on that? Is it because of how the food is being produced and just overall, like there's such a difference not to say people are not, don't have leaky gut in, in Europe, but I feel like, like you said, so much of it is we're being attacked daily with even our food.
1: Yeah, no, I I think a lot of that has to do with the glyphosate. I mean, they're not using glyphosate. They're not using Roundup. I think they are starting to now. You know, they've become Americanized in a bad way. Um, I mean, there's a lot of great things about this country, and I could go off on a tangent about that, but I just feel like, you know, that part of it, unfortunately, is not serving us at all by giving the, you know, the glyphosates out there. I have a relative who um, is on, he's, he's, he's diabetic, and was on insulin and literally went to Europe and ate like, you know, he thought horribly and came right. back and, and like didn't need his insulin anymore. And then he came back and then needed it again. So it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's real. <clears throat> I was like, a part of me is like, okay, a little bit of is like, you're on vacation. You're feeling great because of all of you're, you know, relaxed. you're, on, you're relaxed and all that. And, but that also tells us how important it is to like, find time to relax during the day. Cause and, and really don't live this high. You know, we don't get an award for being the busier than the person next to you. You know, we have to, we should be getting awards for just being a calm person and because we see what it does to our health. So hundred uh, um, percent.
0: Yeah. I I'm curious, I'm sure you do, but do you know about the blue zone diet? Um, Yeah. I mean, I've heard I've read a couple of the books on that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like obsessed with it. And I think it's, you know, to what you just said about relaxing like that. That's why they live so long. The centennials, which is the blue zone diet. It's five different countries. Mm -hmm. And basically it's, um, they're 90% plant-based. They are in nature every day. They are very big on community. They rest and they drink wine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, <laughs> And, but it's so true. And I, and you know, I, I actually grew up in Spain for 12 years and oh, wow. we, we moved to America when I was just about entering high school and you see, I saw such a difference at such a young age of how like people are in the U S versus, you know, in Spain and it's the go, go, go. And this information and it's like you, if you're not grinding and pushing yourself you're a loser, you know, and yep. you're not doing enough. And I'll admit for a really long time, that's also been my mentality and my husband's like, go, 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 go. And the one positive of the pandemic was we realized, wait a minute, why are we like working like this? And, you know, my husband suffered tremendously from gut issues, um, for many years. And, that kind of all subsided too when he was kind of home and reflecting and being in nature and taking care of things and cooking, like all these things that are so natural, but it's almost like we're told not to be doing those things.
1: Right. I I couldn't agree with you more.
0: And so uh, one of the questions I want to ask you right now too is, so I've been having crazy hormonal like acne and I have not been on birth control for over 10 years. And, I've been doing everything, cutting out nightshades, no gluten, no this, no that. And I'm like, it's my gut. The gut is the root of this issue with, like, why am I getting crazy hormonal acne? I'm in my late thirties. Can't there be one thing about aging? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. why am I still getting acne? Right. And so I'm wondering, can... A poor gut have an effect on hormones because hormones are I mean, there's so many more than just obviously the acne like the mood swings the fatigue the brain fog, um, you know lack of energy and so I guess my question is, it's coming from my gut.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, it is. Just like every, just like the immune system, just like you know, our dopamine and serotonin, all these things are being produced in our gut. So are our hormones. I mean, the majority of our hormones are being produced in our gut, and so we know that the healthier that we. Are keeping our guts, the more our hormones are going to be balanced better. They're going to help balance our hormones. And so I definitely, there's a huge correlation between hormone health and our gut health. So in fact, a lot of the hormone specialists out there nowadays, I'm seeing they're, you know, really that's one of the first tests they do is, you know, analyzing their, their gut, their guts and to see like how they think and, and just asking questions and seeing how their gut is performing and you know, what their bowel movements are like and all of that. Cause that's really, really important for hormone health.
0: Yeah. And I actually recently cut out caffeine. I haven't had it in a month because yeah. <clears throat> I know it's, it's actually really crazy, but I don't, I, I gotta be honest. I don't miss it. You know, it was almost doing more harm than good. Cause it was burning my stomach when I was yeah. having it. And I was like, I'm not going down this road again. Cause this happened to me when I was in college. So I was like, I want to lower my cortisol levels. They're through the roof, my anxiety, my stress. And I wanted to kind of get more like an anti-inflammatory diet too, because I felt very inflamed, Mm -hmm. especially in my gut. And I I will say, I have been feeling really good cutting out the the caffeine, but what are your thoughts on caffeine with the gut? And obviously taking a probiotic is going to be much more beneficial, correct?
1: Yeah. I mean, I... I've, I'm really torn about the caffeine aspect of it. Cause I do feel like there are a lot of health benefits to caffeine. I, I am somebody that does not do well on caffeine either. I mean, I, but I love drinking a cup of coffee, so I will, yeah. I'll do even worse and get like decaf, which is like even worse than regular in my opinion, but it's just like, I I just, the caffeine doesn't work for me. But, um, I, I think it's, it's, it's another one of those things in moderation, you know? Um, so I think you're okay with, you know, I think it's good to take it out, but I don't think you should beat yourself up if you're having a cup of coffee or two a day. I mean, like anything, if you're having so much, you know, you know, those people that are just having their coffee in the afternoon, they're having it at night, they're having it all day long. That's not helping anybody.
0: I totally agree with you with the moderation, like everything in balance. Like I don't like the restrictiveness, like no, this, no sugar, no alcohol. That's not life. Like, you know, right now I'm not drinking coffee. Am I never going to drink it again? I'm sure I will. You know, it's just right now I feel like just, I really wanted to get control of what was going on with my gut, with the, Mm -hmm. the breakouts and the fatigue and the tiredness and having anxiety and, and a little bit of depression too, you know, like it's just been, a, it's been a weird two years. Yeah, it has. It definitely has. And I
1: think you're not alone in that. I think so many people are experiencing those exact emotions. And it's like, I think, and that's one of the reasons why I don't know if you knew, but we launched a new product that is literally so relevant to this topic, which was a a probiotic, a psychobiotic, which was a psychobiotic is literally uh, dictating the friendly bacteria that's going to help mood alter our, uh, alter our mood. So helping bring down cortisol levels and all that. So, um, and, and there's a reason why we're sold out of it right now, because it's like, we literally couldn't keep it on the shelves. I mean, we should, by the time this airs, I think we'll be back in stock, but I mean, we had an unprecedented launch and it's sad because it's such a relevant topic and it's, this is product is helping so many people because it's literally, you know, getting to that root cause of things. So it's pretty exciting, Um, but
0: amazing. So I want to get into a bunch of questions about probiotics. So why is thrive so different from any other probiotic on the market? Okay. (laughs)
1: So, Just Thrive is very different. It's a completely different category. The biggest thing is that it's a spore based probiotic. It's not, most probiotics are not spores. I mean, Pretty much the majority of them are not. They're made up of lactobacillus and bifidobacterium strains. Ours is not, and we did that very intentionally because we know those types of strains are very sensitive organisms. They have trouble getting to the intestines alive. So in order to just be defined as a probiotic, a probiotic needs to arrive alive in the intestines and confer a benefit onto the host, which is the body. So the overwhelming majority of probiotics don't even make that meet the first part of that definition. They don't get to the intestines alive. They're killed off by the stomach acid, where the spores in just thrive have this endospore shell around themselves. This is, these are the same strains that are, they were found in nature. This endospore shell allows it to get through the gastric system and get to the intestines alive. So the stomach is meant to be a gastric barrier. The stomach is very acidic. And that's why most of those probiotics are killed off in the stomach acid, where the spores are
0: so hardy that they're able to get to the intestines alive. So wait, hold on. So (laughs) we're taking, or I've taken obviously in the past, probiotics that are basically dead? Right, they're dead upon arrival.
1: And what people will say is, "Well, well, I felt some improvement when I was on those. And it is true that sometimes dead bacteria will give you some symptomatic relief, but imagine what live bacteria. Uh, of course. Can do, of know? course. It's like it's yeah. It's so, like and yeah.
0: No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, please.
1: Yeah, no. And and then on top of that, when they're alive and like the spores, when they get there, it's not just they're alive and then they pass through, you know, like food passes through. They actually stay there for about 21 to 28 days and they work through every part of the intestinal tract. So they start in the small intestine and work all the way down to the distal colon. So you are talking about like a really effective approach to your gut health by using the spores as opposed to these other probiotics. I mean, I even tell people like, Even if you take it every third day, you're better off than taking, you know, a month's worth of, you know, these other conventional probiotics because they are
0: truly dying by the time they get to the intestines. I feel so deceived right now. So basically (laughs) I've just been taking shit and it's been doing nothing. So let me ask you this. What is the difference between having, like, are they supposed to be in the refrigerator or is this a myth?
1: Oh yeah, that is the biggest myth out there. What do you mean? It's so funny. I know, and and it kind of. And I don't want to say these companies are like horrible, terrible people. They just base their product on what we used to know. Right. About ten years ago, they came out with the um, human the. National Institutes of Health came out with the Human Microbiome Project told us more about the gut than we ever knew. I mean, that's when we're starting to learn about how the gut, the 80% of our immune system is our gut. All of this communication between the gut and the brain. We're learning about how the gut is responsible for all aspects of our overall health. So, this is this Human Microbiome Project told us more about the gut than we ever knew before. And the majority of probiotics on the market are based on what we used to know before this groundbreaking study that was out there. So now we're focusing on you know, what, what we really need to do to make a true change in the gut. So, they, so the idea was to put all of these probiotics in the refrigerator because the, we know that you need to be a live microorganism. You need to be live bacteria. Well, it doesn't need to be alive in the refrigerator to be effective. It needs to be alive when it gets to the intestines. The majority of those probiotics will never make the, you know, first of all, the body temperature. Remember that these probiotics that are refrigerated can't even withstand the room temperature on the store shelf. So how in the world would they survive your body temperature, which is 98.6? let alone the gastric system, the acidic environment in the, in the stomach. And the answer is they don't. And so um, I, it cracks me up. I, I'm so happy to hear allopathic doctors finally saying, oh, you're on an antibiotic, make sure you take a probiotic. I mean, I'm glad that they even have that much knowledge but and then but then they'll say, make sure it's one in the refrigerator and it's like, Oh my god, no. It's like it you know, no, it needs to be alive. You need to find a probiotic that has been studied to show that it could withstand the stomach acid and get to the intestines alive.
0: I'm my mind is blown, honestly, because you're at the grocery store and there's dozens and dozens of probiotics. And what about the yeah. one that you shake? Is that
1: yeah. I mean, it's, a, you know what, what we found out is it, there's just so much marketing, right? We have led our company and science and that has been the biggest differentiating factor. And that wasn't always easy, you know, because we were telling a very different story, but it's all, everyone has different delivery methods. I mean, one company wraps theirs in seaweed, you know, everyone's got a story right. and you know, stories are great and they, they sell product. They do, but we're focused on science. So we have studies that show, we have a gastric survivability study showing that our a hundred percent by the time they get to the intestines. We have studies showing the like the majority, we've done so many studies on the majority of other probiotics on the market that are, we didn't do it, but independent third-party labs have done it showing that these probiotics are not surviving. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, they're not surviving.
0: It's so crazy. And I actually, <clears throat> that's one of the things I love about just thrive is they're not refrigerated and I can take them when I travel and I don't, because I think there's this, it's, almost stressful when it's in the refrigerator and that's always kind of been my relationship with it in the past. Like, oh, well I'm not going to take it this month because I'm traveling these three times or it wasn't in the refrigerator too quick. And I think it's like expired and it's, I can't take it. Yeah, And it's so, it's so fascinating because I think what the marketing has done has made me think, well, if it's just in like a pill, not a pill, but like in a regular vitamin jar, it's not as effective because it's not fresh.
1: Yeah, right, right. But no, no, that's not true. I mean, these are so. For, in fact, you could bake with these. We've tested these. You could actually bake with them up to 455 degrees, we tested them. So, you know, people will call, like, oh, we got our probiotics <clears throat> delivered, and I live in Arizona and it's really hot. It's like, it doesn't matter. We've. Tested them, 455 degrees. They survive. Um, you could open the capsule, mix it with food. I used to put in my son's piping hot oatmeal years ago, and he, you know, you wouldn't even know it was in there. People don't like to swallow pills. You could do that, but yeah, no, it's it's pretty incredible.
0: It's so it's so crazy, and I know you have pet probiotics, Yes. which is amazing. So please tell me about that because I'm obsessed with my dog, and I want her to live the longest, happiest life. And she takes just my yes. so pet. Probiotics,
1: awesome! <laughs> I love it. Well, dogs also have leaky guts, you know, Oof. and that, and and dogs they even have it worse because they go to the park, and now those glyphosates, that, you know Roundup, is being sprayed. Even if you don't spray it on your lawn, they're going to the park, and and or your neighbor's lawn, and they're they're ingesting that glyphosate all the time, and you know, dealing with diarrhea, dealing with itchiness, and all that. Those are all indications of gut imbalance going on and the leakiness of the gut. And we actually did a study on dogs with leaky gut and using the spores and saw tremendous improvement as well. Just like we did with the spores, the human product, our double-blind human clinical trial on the spores with leaky gut showed a 42% reduction wow. in the leakiness of the gut. And this was just over 30 days with no other dietary or lifestyle modifications at all. So um, dogs have leaky guts, humans have leaky gut,
0: and we have products that are addressing those issues. Wow, that's in- in- incredible. And you would never, like, you wouldn't think about it, you know? I mean, I never, I know. I never thought about my dog taking a probiotic. So what... What are your thoughts on like, again, I don't have kids, but like children taking probiotics.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I'm so glad you
1: said that because I do have kids. I have three kids and I am so, I mean, they're adult kids right now, but, um, I, I just am a huge, I, am so passionate about this topic. Cause when I was a child, I knew one person, one of my, you know, classmates from kindergarten through high school, the end of high school, had a peanut allergy. Other than that, I did not know anybody that had an allergy. Now, of course, we know it's an epidemic out there. Right. These allergies that kids have, ADHD, all of this stuff is all stemming from imbalances in our gut. And our kids are just, they are born into this sterile world where microbes are like taken off of them right away. And so I feel so passionately that kids should be taking a probiotic, um, a spore-based probiotic, because It's just they you, they need all the help that they could get when the world that, that we've, you know, that they're being born into. I mean, I would argue that like my gut's probably healthier than a lot of people who are younger than me because I was born with such a, in a, in a really a healthier world than we are living in today. So, um, I would definitely recommend kids take it. And like I said, you could open the capsules and mix it with food. Um, we are very particular. We've been trying to do a liquid probiotic for young toddlers, um but we're very particular about we don't want to you know create something that has sugar in it and you know m- like just to create a product that's going to be given to kids so it, we have been w- holding off on that but we may have found a solution soon but you could just take our product and open it with you know and um put it with kids food they would never even know it's there but kids are really it's important to take care of their guts
0: that that's amazing and yeah i mean i feel like everything is like no peanuts, no gluten, no dairy. Like it's so wild. Like, again, I didn't grow up this way. You didn't grow up this way. And like, now I feel like my friends who have small kids, it, it's like, oh, they can't go to this school because they have this allergy. And I'm like, what?
1: Like I know. I know. It's so sad. And, and you know, that mm-hmm. actually brings up another point about the whole. You know, diversity in our gut is really important. And unfortunately, in this world we're living in, all we're trying to do is eliminate foods. And really, one of the best things you could do to support your gut health is by eating a diverse group of foods. Unfortunately, like, we're like, you're either paleo or you're vegan or you're this or you're that. Like everybody's got like a diet that they're going after. And I mean, it's good to have some boundaries and restrictions and stay away from sugar and those types of things. But it's really important to eat a diverse group of foods, especially plants and you know vegetables and like getting different roots and tubers. Sometimes I'll even tell people go to ethnic grocery stores, go to an Asian grocery store, go to an Indian grocery store, try to find different types of foods from different regions. And then Um, and then that will help create diversity. So, and unfortunately kids are like, so, you know, they're on this diet, they have to eliminate this and, you know, yeah.
0: I totally agree about the diet. I think that like, you know, like our ancestors foraged and like, there were so many other ways of them getting food and exactly like you said, like your keto, your paleo, like it's not, it, it, it's like our muscles, we're always exercising different muscles why are we not also doing that with what we're we're eating and having a a, like a rainbow of abundance of different foods so i totally agree with you with that and i i feel like now more than ever especially with social media and it's like you see someone like oh well they're doing this diet so i'm going to do that diet and it's like Mm -hmm. all this misinformation constantly is being like fed to us where it's all stemming obviously from our our gut
1: right and the stress that we put on ourselves bite, eat, like if you ate something that wasn't part of your, you know, paleo diet right. or your vegan diet, it's like the stress is so counterproductive that for anything healthy we're doing, you know? So totally. A part of you that, you know, once in a while, you know, indulge in, you know, like my husband and I go on bike rides all the time at night and we'll go ride our bikes and we'll get a um, cup of custard ice cream. And I'm like, you know what? Like it, the joy that I have doing that totally outweighs any of the bad stuff.
0: 100%. And I'm such a believer of that, of like that, like, cause it's all the brain and gut connection. And it's like, when people are like, Oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. What? Just en- yep. enjoy it. It's, it's the balance. Yep. I'm not saying eat a like cake every single night but like right of course have the the the, it's almost like romanticizing your life a little bit when you're enjoying Mm -hmm. the glass of wine or the pasta i've again so much is credit to my mom but like i was always really lucky i didn't grow up with that mentality of like don't eat that sugar-free this that have a diet coke like totally yeah it was not like that at all and i know i'm i I'm like in that very small percentage of people who had that growing up. And so I've always had a good relationship with, with food and balance. Like it's bringing me joy and and I'm not doing it every single day. And I don't have the guilt because you're right. It's, it's damaging.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I was raised very similarly. So I feel very blessed and very grateful for that.
0: Yeah. So what are some, if any, like what are some like offenders of gut health? What do, what do you avoid or or some foods that are helping that could help? Like is kimchi good? Is, um, you know, anything that's helping with the gut that we could be doing?
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of things that we could do to help with the gut. The funny thing is, um, I'm a huge fan of intermittent fasting. Me too. There's a lot of research. Okay, that's good because um, intermittent fasting. That it's it sounds so counterintuitive, but really, when we are when we deprive some of the microbes in our gut food, we actually allow them to proliferate or to, you know, multiply in our gut. So there are certain bacteria that actually thrive in a fasted state. So we know I'm a huge fan of intermittent fasting for that. I know it helps with inflammation. So that's something that is really, really helpful to our gut health is intermittent fasting as far as foods to eat. Unfortunately, the foods that are out there are not replacing a spore based probiotic. Yes. I think like, you know, um, fermented foods like kimchi and sauerkraut are really beneficial they're very nutrient rich and they are good for your gut they're just not a replacement to the gut they are not or to a probiotic they are not going in there and actually making a change we know we've done studies on this that the spores when they go into the gut they actually create a 30% favorable shift so you want more beneficial bacteria than bad bacteria so this study showed that these spores after just two weeks caused a 30% favorable shift in the gut bacteria. So we know kimchi and sauerkraut, they're not going to do that kind of stuff, but they are going to be supportive of the gut health. So they are really great to be used in conjunction,
0: you know, with, um, the fermented foods. So, um, yeah. Very interesting. So I have intermediate fast kind of my whole life without even knowing this was a thing, by the way, like Uh Uh I recently found this out a couple of years ago. I Uh I've never liked breakfast. It just has never been my thing. Like I have memories of being like in high school my parents be like, eat your breakfast. And I'm like, I'm not hungry. I'm like, I'm listening to my stomach. Uh-huh. And so I'm so happy to hear that intermittent fasting is um, beneficial because of course, you know, there's always those research, like it's not good for you. It's this, it's that. But I actually feel my best at peak performance when I'm fasting.
1: Yeah. And I do think anything in health should be individual, you know, because there are some people who just, they, they can't do it. I mean, I was convinced I couldn't do it. I, there, I'm like, there is no way my husband was doing it. And I'm like, there's no way I could work out without eating. But I, I tried it, you know, one day I would, and I, I, my big thing is I try to eat, stop eating early in the night. Me you too. Know, so we eat dinner pretty early at like six, you know, late <laughs> at six thirty. Yeah. And then I tried, and then I just eat like around 11 or so the next morning or 12, whatever it might be. And that seems to work really well for me, but it was hard for me to skip breakfast. But just even if you just go 12 hours, you know, go from 6 PM to 6 AM. And you know, even that is beneficial. And then maybe add another hour the next week and then another hour. And then, you know, if you could go to 16 to 14 to 16 hours, it is, the science is there. It's great for longevity, great for inflammation. So I think those are, that's a really good trick for gut health. A little hack.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. And my husband and I are the same. We we literally eat like 6 PM and then Eleven noon, sometimes two p.m. I'm having like my first meal, and it's so funny because like I was just on a on a trip two weeks ago with some girlfriends, and our dinner we were in Miami, so our dinners were like at ten p.m. And I was like, you guys, uh-huh. my kid, you, my gut yeah. <laughs> cannot <laughs> handle this. Um, yes, no, yeah, no. It's it's I feel my best when I eat early, and then I have my first meal around like noon. And, mm-hmm. yep. and like you said, I do listen to my body. There are times where I'm I'm hungry in the morning and I'm going to have, yep. you know, a smoothie or fruit or whatever, whatever it is. So I do think the intuitive is, is important as well. Um, Absolutely. As far as a probiotic, is there like a specific time people should be taking it that you suggest? Or like, because I always thought it was in the morning on an empty stomach.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that is, that is another like myth, myth. out there Great. because they <laughs> used to tell you that. Yeah, that's so funny. They used to tell you that because they knew that the pH of your stomach is higher when you're fasted. And so when your pH of your stomach is higher, that allows for greater survivability of these strains that are arriving dead. So that was why they told you to do that. We, like anything we do, we, we based it on studies. So we did a study to find out, do the spores work better with food or without food? And we what we found is that they work fine without food, but they work that much better with food because they know we now know that the spores use the food to proliferate further throughout the gut so it's kind of like you get more for your money so uh, the time of day doesn't really matter i would just suggest that you take it with food whether it's you know your first meal a day your last meal of the day doesn't matter but just take it with food and we know that the studies have shown that it actually works that much better
0: should every single person on this planet be taking a probiotic absolutely
1: (laughs) I can't think of anybody that could, should not be taking a, a spore-based probiotic, you know, and, and even that, you know, the ones that have been studied, the, the spore strains that have been studied, I do, I feel so passionately about that. I mean, there's nobody that I know that I love and care about that is not taking just Thrive Probiotic. I mean, we, I mean, my whole neighborhood takes it, my church takes it. It's like everybody, I mean, I'm, so, and I, I'm, you know, it, it's like, I, I don't, I'm not, i am not it would be a disservice to them for me not to share this with people because it's so, that's how powerful it is for people and the effect and the profound impact of it. So, um, and I mean, I I just feel like I I really can't think of anybody that shouldn't be taking it. Um, You know, maybe like newborns, you know, a newborn wouldn't necessarily need it, you know, but I mean, not much after that, you know, maybe a year old.
0: Right. Well, Well, there's, there's no downsides of taking a probiotic.
1: Yeah. I mean, with the Just Thrive, there really isn't. I mean, it's like there's people might have like a die off effect, which is basically your uh, toxins are like releasing and they start causing people might have more gas or diarrhea, like when they first start out. But in that case, that's a great sign. That means that it's working. You know, it's right. 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 And and that you needed it really badly. But um, just don't get scared off by that. You just go slowly. We say you maybe just start out with a half a capsule a day or one capsule every other day. But um really I, I really do feel passionately that um everybody should be taking a spore-based probiotic.
0: And it's just once a day.
1: Once a day. It's literally the easiest thing that can have the most profound effect on your overall yeah. health. And it's 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 so foundational. And that's the biggest message I would love to leave with people is we know the gut is so important and we know that when your gut is inflamed you're not absorbing other nutrients. And most of our guts, unfortunately, are inflamed because right. of all the offenders that I talked about. So to be taking like a spore-based probiotic, like the Just Thrive probiotic, it is so foundational because it's going to help you absorb all those nutrients that much better. You know, you're taking vitamin C, you're taking vitamin D. Well, if your gut is inflamed, you're not absorbing those nutrients. You, if you're eating all these really healthy, organic, green meals, but your gut is or is inflamed, you're not absorbing those nutrients. So really, really important to be, foundationally, it should be, it's more, in my opinion, it's more important than a multivitamin and it's more important than anything out there because it is what's going to allow you to absorb other nutrients that you're consuming.
0: Right, and like you just said, if, if the gut is not absorbing that, then... There, you could be eating Cheetos. It makes no difference right, because it's, right, not, right. it's not properly doing the work that it needs to do. And right. so I, I, completely, I completely agree with you. And Just Thrive has more than just probiotics. And also, what is the difference between a prebiotic and a probiotic?
1: Oh yeah. Great question. So the probiotic is if you envision a garden and the garden's been stepped on and trampled on and there's weeds growing all over that garden mm-hmm. and you kind of compare that to your gut. Your gut is like good bacteria is like not really thriving and you've got your bad bacteria that's taking over your gut. So the probiotic is like the gardener of the gut. So the, it's going in there. It's getting rid of the, bad, the um, weeds. It's taking out the weeds. It's helping those good plants come back to life, nurturing them, taking care of the soil, um, the prebiotic is the food for that garden. So it's like the fertilizer for the garden. It's going in and feeding the beneficial bacteria. The problem with a lot of prebiotics on the market is that they don't distinguish between the beneficial bacteria and the pathogenic bacteria. So in that garden analogy, they may feed the good, ba- the good plants but they also are feeding the bad plants where the prebiotic fibers that we chose were very, very carefully chosen. We actually didn't launch a prebiotic for a very long time because we couldn't find something that was going to only target the beneficial bacteria. So these prebiotic fibers that we chose actually are only targeting the beneficial bacteria. So they're all the stuff you're doing with a probiotic is making it work that much better. It's like you, the gardeners working on the garden, making it better and getting rid of the weeds and taking care of the good plants and the prebiotic is going in there and it's the fertilizer feeding those good plants so they could totally take over that garden. Uh,
0: by the way, that was like such an amazing way to explain it. Like, oh, just like, you. but cause it can be intimidating. I think when you kind of go down the road of probiotics and prebiotics, like you're like, I don't know what this is. I don't know where to start. So right. would you say you would start with a just thrive probiotic and then implement the prebiotic? Yeah. I probably start a
1: couple weeks later, maybe start with the probiotic and then maybe two or three weeks later, I would go into the prebiotic.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Amazing. It's it's just going to reinforce everything else you're doing. We know our prebiotic the probiotic alone will increase diversity in the gut, which is hugely important. And then the prebiotic magnifies that by 10 to a hundred fold. Wow. So
0: I have a question about like skincare and body care products. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is damaging to the microbiome in in potential products that we're using every single day and like what to stay away from
1: yeah oh my god there's so many bad ingredients uh... in in those i know it's like it's so hard you know it's like that's my whole thing too with like sunscreen cuz i'm like oh my god sunscreen it's like it's i mean it's just it, it's doing so much damage to our skin and our microbes. And so, you know, like the nitric, um, no, not the nitric, the um, zinc oxide mm-hmm. um, type of, you know, sunscreens, but then you look like you're pasty white when you're wearing <laughs> right, those. Right, right. But that's really the only sunscreen I will ever consider wearing just because I feel like the other stuff is just loaded with um, chemicals. And I mean, most of our skincare really is. So I would just try to find clean brands that are, you know, fo- and, and even that is hard because the, the natural brands are, you know, not really doing their job either. So it totally it it takes a lot of research to find brands that are really doing a good job, a very good, clean job,
0: which is scary because they're, like we just said, they're affecting our gut.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like shampoos are really bad. Like I switched over to wellness. Um, Mm -hmm. it's like wellness with an E they've got a great shampoo um, and conditioner and deodorants that are all natural. And it's, it was formulated by Um, the wellness mama, I don't know if you ever heard of her. Oh, I love the wellness mama. Okay. Yeah. She's, um, an amazing, yeah. And she she is so clean and very, very clean with all her products. So, um, that's a great place to start too.
0: Amazing. And same, I would say that I would also say goes for, uh, cleaning products.
1: Yeah. Cleaning products. And you know, a lot of times what I do with cleaning products is just take water and put some essential oils in there and just use water. And I, I don't use a lot of the other, um, uh, I don't really use a lot of cleaning products like other than just water and essential oils.
0: Yeah, you're not using Windex and Clorox is what you're saying.
1: Exactly. <laughs> not on a regular bag. I mean every once in a while, you know, for, especially for like the toilets and things of like course. that. Yeah, but you know, but for the most part no, not really using any of those.
0: So, where do you stand on hand sanitizer? Do we hate it? Do we not use it? Do we throw it away? Like tell me tell me your thoughts. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I I don't like it at all.
0: So, I mean, but I, and I've been talking about
1: this well before the pandemic. I mean, I just, I, I can't even imagine why you'd ever use it because it's killing the microbes and your microbes are what are protecting you. So, I mean, okay. If you're in a bind and you know, just went to the bathroom, you can't find soap and water. Okay. Like I'm not saying it's like, but I, the way these kids are using it every day, it's killing me. I know, It's definitely
0: killing me. Well, and it's also this, you know, isn't going to be, this isn't the only like, pandemic, not pandemic, but there's going to be a virus. Thank you. Yes. Like there's going to be many, many more to come. And I totally agree with you. Like, I think there's a place for it. And obviously, you know, if you're at the doctor's office or let's say you're at a disgusting gas station, like, yes, of course. But like, I think the, the abuse that's been going on with it for the past couple of years is mind boggling to me. And that again, not to go back to it, but like no one's talking about the importance of gut health or vitamin D. I
1: know. I know. Just to make sure you have your hand sanitizer, That'll protect you from everything. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny when I see people putting it on and it's like they feel like they're protected now. Totally. Like,
0: oh, I'm protected. And it's like, oh, my God. You know, it's just it's funny. Totally. So. I would love to know what your morning routine is like. And and I'm sure you take incredible supplements. You look amazing. And oh gosh, thank you. So what does a like a morning like look like for you and any non-negotiables that you have? Yeah, so um I wake
1: up and I have my cup of water, um hot water with lemon mm-hmm. in it. And um I sit down and then I do my either deep breathing or meditation in the morning. Um I say affirmations every day. I love that. Um Yeah, I think those are really important. Um they really, really they were super important, I think, as even we built this business and as I was raising three kids and now my daughter's getting married and you know, there's a wow. lot of stress involved in that. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trying to plan a, a huge wedding, you know, I'm sure Italian weddings are big. Serbian <laughs> weddings are even bigger. So, uh, so, um, I do that. And then I walk outside. I mean, it's, it's non-negotiable for me. I mean, it's not every single day, but I would say five to six, sometimes seven days a week I'll walk uh, outside and I live in Chicago I will even walk outside all winter long, but I love being outside, which is another great thing for our gut health. Um, but I do like the fast walking with my arms up. It's hysterical. I'm sure. I'm, I by the way, I,
0: I do the same. I okay. like <laughs> that's my non-negotiable. Funny enough, like every morning I take my my dog out. I have a 70 pound pit bull. So we go on like a walk around the neighborhood and I'm in Texas and it's been so hot. I heard, uh, yeah. but I'm like, all right, I'll wake up at six and I'll go out there. Yep. I got to get my like fresh air, the vitamin D. I want it to hit my face and it's, yes, you know, like I, I need that. It, it's so rejuvenating and like hearing the birds and I'll listen to a podcast. Like I'm, it's like the mm-hmm. time to almost like it's so rejuvenating for me that time that I'm outdoors.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I could go on multiple walks. I love to walk and I love to ride my bike. That's my new thing too, is riding my bike. But yeah, yeah I love that. And then, oh, as far as supplements, um, gosh, I take um, our Just Thrives probiotic, Just Thrives prebiotic, our IgG, which we didn't get into, our Gut Fortify, um, our K2, which is another great product to talk about. It. And we'll do that on another podcast. Yeah, I'd love but, to. Um, I take uh, vitamin C, vitamin D. I mean, i you should see, I take a multivitamin. I take... Um, CoQ10, fish oil. Um, I take a lot. I, I mean, I just um, I just believe that we need them. I mean, I just, I really do. I think the, you know, our nutri- our soil is so deficient in nutrients now. Oh my god, um, it's been depleted yeah. of our nutrients. So, um, I just, I, we're not getting it in the food that we're eating, and um, we're just not. So, I'm just a huge fan of supplementation.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. So, now, how many products does Just Thrive have?
1: Gosh, um, I think we're up to nine or 10. Wow. That's Um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We're never going to be a 200 skew product company. You know, that's not who we ever want to be. We're really, we only bring products that are missing and needed in the market and that are really making an impact in this world. And we see, we saw what the probiotic alone did during the pandemic of how it was just I, I just, I know I'm so grateful that we had that product during that time just to like calm down people to support their immune health. I mean, it was, it was huge, but we're, we're very particular about what we bring to market and we, it's only research products. So that's really important to us.
0: So if I'm, let's say, I, I don't know anything about probiotics or, you know, my husband's friends, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. what would be the, the three products that you would like suggest for them to start on with Just Thrive, like kind of like the, like the three basics that would be like super beneficial to them?
1: Oh God, this is so hard. But um, okay, so definitely the flagship probiotic, mm-hmm. Just Thrive probiotic and antioxidant, absolutely every person should be taking that. Um, I would also say, which we didn't get to talk about a lot, but our newest product is Jute, which is Just Calm. So Jute is like a sub-brand, but it's still under the Just Thrive um, brand, but just calm is the other product. So the probiotic and then just calm, which is a psychobiotic, which is helping with that, um, the external stressors that we deal with on a regular basis. So helping bring down our cortisol levels and helping just deal with stress better, be able to manage stress better. It's amazing. The feedback we've gotten has been amazing. So, um, I'd say that the, and then, um, gosh, it kind of depends on where you're at your Mm -hmm. journey, but probably the prebiotic, I think probably the prebiotic, but, but the gut fortify, which is also supportive of our our mucosal lining is really important, especially if you have deeper, you know, gut issues. So, um, I would probably say those would be good. The IgG is really good for like immune health as well. So the probiotic, prebiotic and the just calm.
0: Amazing. I need to take all of them, especially the one to lower my cortisol levels. Yes. Oh yeah. That will change your life. I mean, it'll be
1: exciting. So I can't wait till we're back in stock. We'll um, to send you yes.
0: Some. I, I, and I'm so excited because that there listeners will not only have learned so much from today's episode, but they're going to be able to, you know, have their own experience with just thrive as well, because you've so generously, um, have given me a coupon for the listener. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, you bet. And one last question I have for you is, what is one thing people can do? To this podcast is called "Get Your Shit Together." That people can do for their gut, of course, aside from taking a Just Thrive probiotic. What what else can they do to get their gut together?
1: Get their gut together. Um, I, I think just to give themselves grace in the whole process of this. Like, don't be like, Oh my God, I got to do this. I got to do that. Just like start introducing things slowly and do it gracefully and just not beat yourself up about, you know, during the process and just, you know, trying to introduce small changes, you know, go an extra hour of not eating and that will help with, you know, increase your feeding window or your time restricted eating window. Um, go an you know, get a different, try a different type of vegetable that you haven't bought in a long time. And just give yourself grace through the process and just try to be calm, you know, try to be calm through that process, but, but definitely focus on fixing your gut. Cause that's super important.
0: I completely agree. And I think, you know, like you said, having grace and being kind is so underrated and can go so Mm -hmm. far and you're right. We are so hard on ourselves. Like, Oh, I didn't get that done. I didn't get that project done. And it's like, just being kind and with grace, I think is the best like advice that you could, you could say and give.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite quotes, uh, Wayne Dyer is, um, I love Wayne Dyer. Oh, I love him. Um, my hero. Um, if you have the choice to be right or to be kind, choose kindness. And, that has guided me a lot in my life, and I think it's, it's really good. So we all love to be right, but if it means that you're not being kind by being right, then it's probably better to just choose kindness.
0: I love that. You are amazing. This was so Thank informative. I so appreciate you taking the time to explain all of this and, and explain it in a way that is not intimidating because I think you know, this, this is, can be a very intimidating like, topic to, to talk about.
1: Yeah. And I think, thank you. That's very nice of you. And I think too, like our, um, we have a, health, a product coach on our staff and so she's amazing. If anyone has any further questions, you could always like, you either go to just dot and reach out there, or you could call her. If you go to just, if you go to just thrive health.com, you could get our one number and you could set up a, a meeting with her to do like a product education, um, or, that's Emily. And there's also Nicole. She helps with a ton of different questions that people have. So we're about serving our customers in every way possible. Our blog has great education. We invest in articles that will really educate people. So just come to us for resources. Amazing. We're happy to help.
0: And everyone can find you at just thrive.com on all social channels. No, i um, not just thrive, justthrivehealth.com. just thrive, just thrive, health, And that's on yes. Instagram. Yeah. All socials. Instagram.
1: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Just Thrive Health.
0: Amazing. Tina, thank you so much. This was so enjoyable. Oh, thank
1: you so much. It was so fun. I had a great time.
0: Thank you.